Welcome to Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for November 21st, 2021. Uh, the, the Reign of Christ, proper uh, 29 in year B, the last Sunday of the year. It, just in case you that, didn't know that. Last, yeah. last last Sunday of the year in year B. To put in a, a key modifier, liturgical year, but... <clears throat> Yeah, so oh. no one thinks they've done a Rip Fran Winkle in this Thanksgiving. <laughs> Why not? It'd be a lot more fun to play that way. Uh, yes, you missed it. <laughs> you missed it. And Christmas. Yeah. What were you what were you doing? Uh, we are uh, and we're coming to you not live on behalf of Holy Family Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana. Uh, Bruce, how are you doing on this last Sunday of the year? I am doing okay. 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 On the last Sunday of the year is fine. That sounds good. Um, yeah. Actually, I, I'm I'm digging on the change of seasons for sure with the combination of auto leaves and an occasional snowstorm. It's kind of fun. Yeah, we and did. Storm's too strong a word, but snowfall. Yeah, we did have snow uh, uh, for yesterday's service, uh, which was, you know, honestly a little weird. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't, I don't think I was quite ready for it. Uh, um, and, uh, and uh but yep uh, there there it was <laughs> snow all the way through service <laughs> so yeah yeah it, was, it really was beautiful but all i was thinking of is i i had on my personal schedule fixing my old truck and <laughs> mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it i tried but i finally had to give in it was just too cold <laughs> it <laughs> was a, the, it's not garaged Oh, okay. Well then, yeah, that's, uh, that, that's, yeah, that can be a little cold. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, it was, uh, it was lovely. It was gorgeous. Uh, uh and, uh, I think Tuesday is going to be, uh, as this podcast is released, it's supposed to be, I think 60. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that's when I'm planning on fixing the old truck. <laughs> It's a little, uh, the, the season uh, gets a little crazy here, uh, with, uh, <laughs> the swings in weather. Um, Definitely roller coastery. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's not what we're here for. We're not, uh, weather people, you and I. Oh, wait, wait. Th- yes, we are. Okay. And so there's one thing I have to add. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my, I, I shouldn't say my favorite activity, but you know it's hyperbole is mm-hmm. being around somewhere that in the first thing in the morning, like a Starbucks or something like that, where people are going in and out and seeing how people are dressed for the day before mm. rather than the day that's about that is starting. Yes. Yeah. You know, like Tuesday will be in the 60s. So Wednesday will be people in shorts. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, tomorrow it'll be people in down jackets, even though it's 60. And most of these folks are under the age of 30. So it's my chance to be a grumpy old man who is feeling smug. Because you needed more opportunities for that. That's right. (laughs) And of course, I still smile and hold the door and no one has any idea this is going on except for the two people that listen to this podcast. Uh, yes, yeah, so don't that, judge that's Bruce. That's you and your and, wife. Yeah. yeah, don't judge Bruce unless you're one of those two. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and now look disdainfully down your notes. Because <laughs> you'll know. And that's the, you know, there's no yeah. hiding it at that point. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, so this. However, uh, go ahead. I will add once you hear that, no one can resist doing it. 
<laughs> you know, that's I, I was actually just thinking about like I'm gonna Yeah <laughs> I'm probably gonna keep an eye out. Uh <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Mark my words. It should be fun. Uh, <laughs> amazing. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, uh, uh, let's give a little talk about uh, the fact that um, this podcast essentially represents our. This is our three year. An- we actually had technically had our three year anniversary a couple of weeks ago, um, because we started the beginning part of uh, November. I think maybe this the the first week of November may, might have been the second week of November. I, uh, to be honest, I can't entirely remember. Um, but uh, this this will be three complete years, all three uh, A, B, and C uh, that we've done the podcast for. So uh, it uh, it I think it bears. Uh, it's worth mentioning. A tip of the coffee mug. Yes. Yes. So we're about to go back into old news, um, which is uh, how some people describe the Bible anyways. Uh, (laughs) 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 Zing. Zing. Or we can really see how timeless it is because I'm just thinking how much life experiences have unfolded in three years. Oh, my gosh. Good and bad. And so how different the scriptures may seem. Looking yeah. at them, you know, same exact verses. Look at them again, like, well, there's this. Yeah, uh, uh, definitely some new and interesting experiences in the last three years. Uh, I think uh, pretty much anybody, uh, yourself, myself, anybody who's been on the podcast, anybody who's ever listened to the podcast, anybody who's ever heard of the podcast, uh, anyone who's gone shopping, anyone who, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we've all we've all had some very interesting experiences in the last year uh alone let alone uh the last three so um it is it will be very very interesting to see uh what has changed definitely so um well let's uh let's move on to our person of the week uh and um in honor of completing a three-year cycle i thought it would be interesting to give you the person uh that you might be able to say the most about. So, uh, Bruce, the person, my dad, who, <laughs> who is legitimately in the, on this list, uh, uh, and rightfully so, uh, Jesus Christ, what would you have? <laughs> what would you have to say about, uh, the person, Jesus, the person, the entity, the, uh, the being, uh, Jesus Christ, what the, because this will not shock you, this is the longest entry in the dictionary on their website. Well, I hope so. <laughs> you know, right? I mean, it, it should be in the top three to make a little Trinity joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so lame. I love it. Uh... <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's the clergy dad joke. <laughs> uh, so. It's interesting that it's Jesus Christ in a very nerdy way mm-hmm. because that gives the incarnate Jesus the eternal title of Christ. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that that's one of the key things to, to always hold about Jesus Christ is that Jesus w- was preexistent to... 
the birth through Mary mm -hmm. and also existent for all eternity thereafter. And so it it's truly mind-blowing if, if one gives it more than five minutes of pondering of how God could become human without giving up being God mm -hmm. and how God you know, continued to fulfill the full job description even while walking on earth as a full human being. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like Jesus went home and fired up the computer and returned all the emails of prayers missed through the day. I mean, th those, <laughs> those various things that people experience of God still took place because there was still the eternal universal God who was beyond being human, mm -hmm. even as Jesus was human. Hmm. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why it sometimes is easier for us to comprehend the amazing existence of God by having the image of the Trinity with the Holy Spirit being the one I, part of the Trinity I haven't mentioned yet, because that kind of gives gives us a structure or an image, an image, I guess that's a better term for hmm. how... God being everywhere and yet also somewhere in particular works out. Yeah. To this day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, see, I thought I thought you might have a few things to say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, um, but yeah, it, it, it's uh, it, it's the it's the obvious uh, um, uh, person of the day uh, that uh, that we've never gotten into, uh, and and it, in a way for good reason. And uh, in, in another way, it's for a very good reason that we actually do uh, um, uh, talk about Jesus. Because, I mean, fairly important part to our weekly discussion. Uh, uh, well, yeah, we have we have one reading that's almost that's always going to be about him, and usually the second reading is often uh, also about him, and then sometimes the first reading is foreshadowing yeah. often about him. So. Uh, uh, it makes sense to, uh, to, to finally address the elephant in the room. Uh, <laughs> and, no, that's the Holy Spirit. And, there you go. <laughs> and, and, uh, just, just finally do the test that everybody's been wanting, which is, does Bruce actually know the answer to this question? And, uh, <laughs> well, and he does, I, barely you know that that barely scratches the surface obviously oh, yeah but, for sure you know volumes and volumes and volumes i th i think it's the gospel of john that finishes with that would fill every library of who jesus actually is um how right. jesus the christ has shaped our lives individually and as um a human race and really as all creation mm-hmm mm-hmm and in fact, the feast day we're going to be talking about is all of the universe. So, uh, yeah, just a small, yeah, a small part. Not that big of a deal. <laughs> uh, so, since I gave you a good uh, a good layup, I'll give you one more. This on our ah! on our third uh, anniversary. Uh, uh, I also saw near Jesus on the same page. James of Jerusalem, brother of our Lord Jesus Christ. I know this one too. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. But um, uh, it does get oh. into an interesting uh, discussion uh, that uh, 
that title might surprise some people. Um, mm-hmm. hmm? Wait, what a minute. Wait, what? <laughs> well, James of Jerusalem. Um, gosh, where to start? The Well, you were obviously asking about the title of brother. Um, mm-hmm. In the Gospels, there, there's the passage about Jesus was in someone's home and he is told his uh, mother and brothers and are asking for him outside and he replies with a who are my brothers who is my mother it's all of you who follow me mm-hmm. and for christians mainly roman catholic who <sighs> believe in the okay mo- i'd say <laughs> yeah there's a lot to this rabbit hole but go ahead <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i'm digging deeper now mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. Standard standard Episcopal and Christian orthodoxy is that Mary was a virgin when mm-hmm. um, she conceived Jesus. In Roman Catholicism, a, a pretty recent development, I believe actually in the 1900s, was the theology that Mary remained a virgin even after the birth of Jesus. And um so had no sexual relations with joseph and produced no other children Mm -hmm. and the roman catholics translate that passage about brothers they translate it as cousins ah gotcha um which is a real weak translation technically it's uh, probably okay um my my personal opinion of it is it doesn't really matter whether well no my personal opinion is it doesn't matter at all if mary was a virgin after jesus's birth as well um and one of the interesting things that i don't hear too much anymore but back back when i was a young priest and people still um we're focused on this kind of tri- almost trivial theology mm-hmm. in the Roman Catholic Church. I gotta make sure I get the phrase right, since it's not the one I use. Um, ever blessed. No. Sounds I'll like the start, start of with a the... curse. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ever blessed son of a. <laughs> That whoa, burns whoa, my buttons. Uh, <laughs> Calm down, uh, buddy. <laughs> um, okay, in the Episcopal Church, it's mm-hmm. ever blessed for ever blessed Virgin Mary. Mm-hmm. In the Roman Church, I believe it's ever Virgin Blessed Mary. Okay, okay. And so, as as typical of the Anglican tradition, we we play a very um, nuanced game with our language mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that if someone wants to hear our phrase as Mary was perpetually a virgin, go ahead. But we're, we're, we're lovers, not fighters. Uh... Right. <laughs> but the intent is that we believe she was perpetually blessed mm-hmm. in a special way by God, mm-hmm. but the virgin part, not important. And that that's more to differentiate her from Mary Magdalene and other Marys in the Bible. I gotcha. I gotcha. 
Yeah. Um, uh, do you know the nickname for uh, James of Jerusalem, brother of our Lord Jesus Christ? It's it's an alliteration. It's it's a clever alliteration. I like it. Was it James the Just? Mm-hmm. Okay. James the Just. Uh, yeah. Which almost it sounds like he's been knighted. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's, that's one reason it's easy to remember yeah. for me. And part of the fascinating history of James the Just is that well after Jesus had died and resurrected, there's the Christian community um, that's also Jewish in Jerusalem, worshiping together and uh, doing good works, feeding the poor, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Pontius Pilate's replaced by another Roman governor, and... He thinks that to get on the good side of the Jewish leaders, he will kill himself a Christian and chooses James the Just to execute, which he does. Hmm. Instead, what happens is huge outrage throughout all of Jerusalem because James the Just was seen as such an honest, fair and wise person that people of all sorts of different spiritual backgrounds would come to him to adjudicate conflicts. Huh. And to get life advice and that sort of thing. Huh. So, so it backfired. He actually, it totally backfired. And not long after that, literally armed conflict broke out um, between um, Jews and many Christians joining in and the Roman army, which, of course, the Roman army won. Uh, but it was it's one of those time capsules that we open we can open up by looking at roman documents and seeing that indeed christian what we would call christians and jews in the years after jesus's resurrection were continuing to live and worship together respect each other and uh, live a very very common life mm -hmm. to the point where james was a leader of both christians and jews hmm. interesting isn't that interesting um, yeah, he he's I, to me he's one of the most fascinating people in the early church, and he felt particularly that his call was to stay in Jerusalem, and not go on the various missionary journeys that most of the apostles went on, that Paul went on, that sort of thing. That hmm. he he would keep the home fires burning, and did some really important stuff by doing so. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, yeah, James, James the Just, who, by the way, is uh, commemorated in the Episcopal Church uh, uh, calendar uh, on October 23rd, just in case uh, anyone's a, a big fan of, uh, of uh, keeping track of that. Um, and um, but uh, um, it does say in here, so, uh, it, it does have a little bit of what you talked about. Some scholars argue that he is a cousin or half brother of Jesus. And that the word brother. Oh, is yeah, used. that was the other argument that the Romans have used is that right. um, it was um, James was Joseph's son already. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Supported by absolutely nothing written down. But yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. So that's still a well, anyway. <laughs> right. I'm not going to try to figure out an argument I don't agree with completely. Um, uh, but it, yeah. And, and I don't. Did you say this? This I also found this a little interesting. He presided at the Council of Jerusalem, which dealt with the issues that divided Jewish and Gentile Christians. Um, uh, so, so 
I think you had hinted at that. Him, I had hinted at that, but yeah, kind of being an arbiter, but it was like a full fledged like actual council. Um, yeah, uh, which is pretty cool. So very cool. Um, and again, often breaks our stereotypes of what Jewish and Christian relations were. Right, and uh, his 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 nickname James the Just uh, seems to have been given to him by an early church re- historian. Heg, oh, I'm going to butcher this. Uh, Hegesippus. Hegesippus. I don't think so, but don't worry about it. H H E G E S I P P U S. So, how are you say that? Uh, Just to roll off your tongue. You paused way too much, but go it on. Did, <laughs> it did roll afterwards. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, that's uh, Jesus Christ, uh, our personal Lord and Savior, and <laughs> James yep. of Jerusalem. Uh, or James the Just. Uh, so let's. Uh, Who would be an excellent role model for any of us? Right, right. Uh, uh, far better uh, than you or I. Um, so... Yes, that's easy to say. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, well, let's move on to uh, our first reading of the last day of this year, uh, which is comes from Daniel chapter seven, verse nine through ten. And then 13 and 14. Oh, oh nine, I shouldn't even say 9 through 10. That's uh, Those are two verses. 9 and 10, 13 and 14. Uh, and that reads, As I watched, thrones were set in place, and the ancient one took his throne. His clothing was white as snow, and the hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was fiery flames, and its wheels were burning fire. A stream of fire issued and flowed out from his presence. A thousand thousands served him, and ten thousand thousand, well, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood attending him. The court sat in judgment, and the books were opened. As I watched in the night visions, I saw one like a human being coming with the clouds of heaven, and he came to the ancient one and was presented before him. To him was given dominion and glory and kingship, that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that shall not pass away, and his kingship is one that shall never be destroyed. Um, reading this, ha- having not it, had you not heard me say it's from Daniel, one could be uh, forgiven for thinking that this is actually the book of Revelation. Exactly. It kind of reads, uh, very much reads that way, I think. Um, yeah, there, this, this part of Daniel... Many people believe um, inspired the Book of Revelation. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, that, uh, I, I see that. That make that would make sense. Um, yeah, and and Daniel was written. I, oh, I'll jump to the question you you should ask, and probably. Would. <laughs> huh? Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, Daniel was written in the time of the Babylonian exile. So uh-huh. the the Jewish people have been removed from. Jerusalem and the the rest of the promised land and taken to Babylonia and particularly sections like this were and it's not a single author almost certainly it's um, at least two different authors and probably more than that so it's Hmm. more most likely a collection of writings that were very helpful to the people in exile who were who were enslaved by Babylonia Um, words of hope and reassurance and hang in there Hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and so this passage is about who's ultimately king that even as the enslaved 
Jews are forced to serve a very abusive king in Babylonia. This isn't the nice king that let them go later. Um, there is God's the heavenly king. Mm. And so it will all work out in the end. I mean, mm. obviously that's a, a gross um, simplification, but it's one of the reasons why it sounds so much like Revelation and, and Revelation sounds so much like Daniel is that both are dealing with empires that are, are oppressing the faithful. The Revelation uh, okay. dealing with the Romans and Daniel dealing with the Babylonians. Mm. Mm. You know, separated by about 600 years. Gotcha. And then um, uh, a stream of fire issued and flowed out from his presence a thousand thousands served him i'm just trying to I'm, I'm trying to get the numbers right here in my head are there are a thousand thousands uh so like uh what, is, what would that be a, a hundred a thousand a million what what is that term actually a thousand thousands i'm trying to like it means infinity okay uh and then and then ten thousand times so so a whole bunch of people served him and even more stood attending him, is what it's yeah. trying to say. Okay, it, it, it's the the old thing of um, you know two kids in elementary school arguing, and you know my dad's stronger than your dad by infinity, and well mm. my dad's stronger than your dad by infinity plus one. Gotcha, um, gotcha. Okay, and this that is, sounds and feels very familiar. <laughs> our God has so many followers; it's infinity times a thousand. Mm, okay got it so like oh yeah i mean be literally beyond measure and literally without limit Mm, mm -hmm. got it got it um uh uh yeah and well what did we skip here what's a what's a uh 11 and 12 why you know this this is already so short. Um, I am just double checking. Um, it we <laughs> we skip over um, the beast of evil being destroyed. Huh. So you Why? may want to read that on your own to get the. Raiders of the Lost Ark special effects. Right. I wonder why, though. I mean, do we do we not do we not want that? Do we not? Uh... <laughs> well, it it by it, by authorship, this this looks like a interruption by another author uh, of the poem that is what we have today. I love when this happens, though. I, I love it. I love it. You know, oh, this happens, and and you know, ten thousand thousand. Don't forget about the beast. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yes, the beast was killed, and the beast was killed. Thank you, Matthias. I appreciate that. <laughs> now go back to talking about the humans, <laughs> Matthias. You wrote. You literally wrote that in here. Why'd you do that? I stepped away for one minute. <laughs> and it's in ink. <laughs> right? And the beast died and he was ugly. <laughs> 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 
it's not even what we were talking about. Um, well, it actually does sound that way. I don't, you know, where it's the verse 11 says, and as I watched, the beast was put to death and its body destroyed and given over to be burned with fire. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Calm down. Let's get back to the poem. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, so uh yeah so this is this is definitely like an end times kind of a kind of a look kind of a feel and no no No. i mean daniel is about okay for christians yes that's how it's been interpreted because of the um in christianity since well for hundreds of years we've been obsessed with the end of time Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and so we tend to see everything through that lens, or at least pull that lens out and say, yeah, this looks like an end of time thing. And really, this is about the end of enslavement of the Jewish people. Uh-huh. But it, but like with Revelation and the Romans, they couldn't, the authors of Daniel couldn't just say, yeah, God's going to kick the Babylonians' ass, because right. then they'd immediately be executed by the Babylonians. So it had to be in poetic coded language Got that it. the faithful would easily understand but coded so much so that any babylonians overhearing would be all oh, those crazy jewish people with these mythical beasts oh no <laughs> uh, so, so i know better than the babylonians in this regard that's right oh <laughs> <laughs> well and you're in very good company i mean entire christian denominations have formed theology based on this um usually because they're real unhappy with how current events were proceeding mm-hmm. uh, and and choosing to disregard the actual historic context of these passages yeah okay i got you uh uh so totally wrong but in good company got it uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah, I can I can give you the phone number for the nearest Seventh Day Adventist group if you want to I, I head over to admit, there. They love Daniel. I have to admit that's probably as best as I could ever hope. Uh, yeah. <laughs> totally wrong, but in good company. Like, hey, yes. that's a that's a, a life fairly decently lived. <laughs> Though they won't like your tattoo. They don't like any tattoos. No, oh, that's true. That's true. Oh no. Well then, all right. Could be the mark I, of the beast. That can't. Uh, that can't work out. Uh, poor me. Um, yeah. You'll uh, just have to stay with us. <laughs> so resounding. I feel so welcome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely. Uh, and anything more about uh, about this in, in, in Daniel? I, I feel like. The, with it being like kind of coded, I feel like there there could be like a lot more that's kind of you know. Well, again, being it's a re- huh. I was going to put it in other terms, but I think that might be too distracting. It's if whenever you're in a situation, Bruce just whenever said a person handle it, <laughs> I'd be too distracted. Whenever a person's ahead. in a situation where they they feel there's there's no way out or the powers that be are just too oppressive. Mm-hmm. This is a passage that's very helpful mm. because it reminds us in verse 14 to him was given dominion and glory and kingship that all 
peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His mm-hmm. dominion is an everlasting dominion that shall not pass away, and his kingship is one that shall never be destroyed. If you are the worst boss in the world, it, this may sound farcical, but I don't mean it that way. If you have the worst boss in the world, this is not a bad verse to have rattling around your head while you're being yelled at for the umpteenth time for no reason. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, this guy may think he's a king, but he's not a king. Right. Yeah, he may think he has dominion over me, but no, he does not have dominion over me. Only God does. Don't don't encourage the the the, the working class to rise up on on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> what are you Nothing doing? to lose but chains. <laughs> I I very much enjoy that. That's great. Uh, <laughs> um. Well, very good. Let's move on to our uh, second reading, which, uh, uh, um, you know, Freddie Foresight over here uh, <laughs> kind of, uh, mentioned uh, uh, Revelation chapter one, verse four, B through eight. Grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits who are before his throne and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead and the ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who loves us and freed us from our sins by his blood and made us to be a kingdom, priests serving his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Look, he is coming with the clouds. Every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And on his account, all the tribes of the earth will wail. So it is to be. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come the almighty um so this is the this is the opening part of uh the book of revelation um and uh it kind of reads almost like it's a it, it is in fact a letter to someone you know good uh, catch grace to you and peace uh is it and if so who was this written to uh, uh well we don't know is the, is the very first thing to say, but it definitely sounds like it's written by someone who's familiar with Paul's letters. Okay. Because it has that same formula that, as you identified, sounds like a letter. This is the way that Paul wrote, but Paul did not write in a totally unique way. So it could just be someone uh, who's familiar with other letters, particularly within the... Um, very baby Christian tradition that were mm-hmm. being sent between churches and from different missionaries to different groups and that sort of thing. So it's, it's legitimizing itself mm-hmm. by opening in a way that documents familiar to its listeners would have already experienced. Well, uh, it, and it's not as though uh, Paul had not been imitated before. I mean, we've, right. we've, we've discussed that on the podcast. There's legitimately uh, one where it says, I, Paul, and uh, as you informed me, uh, it's not Paul. <laughs> right. <laughs> so um, so imitation is not outside the realm of understanding at this point, I would say. Um, right. And uh, good. I was going to say, not just imitation, but more importantly, honoring. Right, 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 right. I, I, yeah, I suppose that, that should be identified that it is not, it's not, 
trickery or fooling, you know, intentionally yeah, or something it, like that. It, yeah, this is... they're not trying to deceive anyone into thinking it's from Paul or it's from right. some other church leader. It's just this This is how you honor such people is by imitating their style right. and even invoking their name. There you go. There you, I'll have to figure out how to do that better uh, myself. <laughs> well, since you work for a law firm, it's I'm sure they're much more familiar with plagiarism <laughs> as a concept than honoring through. <laughs> right, 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 right. Non-footnoted citation. Right, So, let me just add one thing as we're on this sure. part, this topic. Verse three, which we don't get in this reading, reads: "Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words." of the prophecy and blessed are those who hear and keep what is written in it for the time is near. So hmm. it's written to be a liturgical document. Gotcha. So what I'm also hearing though, is had I, but, uh, had they, but included verse three, I would have been blessed just for reading this. That's right. And yet, <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't want blessings going left, right and center. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Uh huh. Uh huh. All right. All right. Gotta control I see, those things. I, I see how you are, lectionary preparers. <laughs> um, yeah, I I think it would have been better to have had that verse, but yeah, yeah. come on, come on. There's um, such richness in it. Uh, I'm I'm already blessed. Uh, they knew that. Yeah. Um. So uh, it it is interesting. Uh there's there's a reference to there's a reference to seven spirits is that i know that in um uh writing at least at some point in time i'm not sure if it's throughout the entirety of uh the the times that the the bible is written in uh but i know at some point in time seven was deemed to be the perfect number i'm not sure if that's is that what this is referencing like the, the perfect spirits or yes. are there seven spirits of like oh yeah that's you know tom pete bill uh <laughs> obviously not but like is it right. referencing uh a, a, a specific spirits or is it just like oh yeah it, the perfect number perfect number you got that for sure okay. um and let's see my footnote says how many times seven is used um the number seven is used 57 times in the book of Revelation. Hmm. Um, so it, it loves that symbolism and that shorthand of using the number seven mm -hmm. to say divine perfection. Um, and and they're, within Revelation, there are the seven churches, there are the seven cities, secular cities, real cities that are talked about and things like that. So it, mm. yeah, it's part of that perfection symbolism that it will invoke over and over and over yeah um uh i'm trying to and so it's almost it's almost the infinite again gotcha so it's not gotcha. just seven spirits it's the perfect number of spirits whatever that needs to be in any given moment and yeah. in god's eyes um there's also this uh this um as because this opening is kind of almost a little herald like um, very herald like yeah the uh the 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 
titles given to Jesus Christ are kind of interesting uh, when you when you uh, think about them. For and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness. I'm not entirely sure if that's ever used again. That's a that's an in- interesting one, at least to me. I don't think I've I don't think I remember any other writers referring to Christ as the faithful witness. Um, it it occurs. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, okay, six times. <laughs> it occurs six times in the book of Revelation. Oh, in Revelation. Okay, cool. Yeah. I was like, uh, that, that seemed unique to me uh, um, as far as like, uh, I don't think I recall Paul re- referring to Christ that way. Uh, the Firstborn of the Dead, also a really cool um, uh, title. Um, and then Ruler of the Kings of the Earth, uh, which is... Um, I think also unique, uh, uh, relatively unique. Uh, yeah. The King of Kings, uh, uh, is, is the title that comes to mind probably the most, uh, that is, is similar to this, but the ruler of the Kings of the earth is a slight, uh, a slight variation on it. Anyways, I just thought that those titles were, were, were interesting to reread. Yeah. Um, and, and they give us a sense of how the theology of who, christ is is developing because book of revelation is the last book of writ- written in the bible mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so there there had already been lots of other writings lots of letters and um sermons and all circulating within mm-hmm. christian circles and so this gives us a snapshot in time of how was the theology of who christ was and is developing how is that theology mm. developing? And so, mm-hmm. yeah, these titles are um, just like a wonderful um, set of data for theologians to mine into about how the early Christians were maturing in their theology of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, I also think, I also find it interesting. Uh, let me see here real quick. Uh, yeah, I find it interesting uh, that uh, um, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who was and is, who is and was and who is to come. Uh, because Alpha and Omega are the beginning and the end, the book bookmark. Uh, but the author goes uh, to the extra uh, degree to say that uh, and everything in between um, and beyond and beyond. Uh, but it would have been it, it would have been interesting had he said like I'm the alpha and the mu and the omega yeah <laughs> but uh, but uh, but but I suppose this is a little bit more succinct uh, to, to, to say it this way well and it draws on the self-revelation of God from the book of Exodus mm-hmm. where when Moses asks his name God replies I am Mm. oh yeah okay i gotcha um and in hebrew the the verb to be is the same word regardless of which form of to be you're using so Mm. if this was in hebrew the the is was is to come would all be the same word huh but as the jewish community spoke greek in their everyday language by this point this terminology this construction 
was frequently used in Jewish writings as well. Okay. To to explain the great I am, as we call it, as Jews and Christians call that self-revelation. Hmm. Very cool. Um, what else about uh, 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 about this? He is. Uh, it, it says, "Look, he is coming in the cloud with the clouds." Um, is that just an, an indication of like he's coming from heaven? Is that the the reference, or like, uh, is there well, something I, special about clouds? No, there's nothing particularly special about clouds, and uh, at this point they didn't have the imagery that has developed in modern Christianity of, of the, of resurrected people walking on clouds with halos. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not even an image for heaven. It's instead an image of coming from the beyond that we cannot reach. And of course they didn't have flight Hmm. or anything like that. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what was beyond clouds was well beyond the reach of humanity. So, coming from the clouds everyone would go you know snap fingers of course that's beyond us hmm. it's kind of a, a unfortunate it's a very compromised image in modern times hmm. uh and, and also refers back to the book of daniel which uses similar imagery gotcha i gotcha um what else uh about this passage anything else stand out to you um Let's see. No, that you know, everything else is a rabbit hole. It would take way too long. <laughs> I'm but I purpose- like the rabbit holes. Come on. <laughs> we ask me a coffee hour on Sunday, and we'll we'll go through a few. <laughs> You'll cups. get into it. There you go. There you go. Um. All right, well, then let's move on to John. Uh, John chapter 18, verse 33 through 37. Then Pilate entered the headquarters again, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you ask this on your own, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. Um... Why, it, like, just just for uh, um, uh, interest sake, uh, uh, the this passage, um, why this gospel reading for the end of the year to pair with Daniel? Um, uh, is, is this because like the Daniel reading is talking about you know the ancient one taking his throne, and this it would it's very grand and very. Uh, uh, you know, wide scale uh, kind of kind of writing, kind of imagery that being used, uh, and then this gospel reading is very small and intimate, uh, and um, very contrasted to the way uh, that uh, that that Daniel talks about, like the dominion and glory and kingship kind of coming to fruition. So, um, 
Why this passage, I wonder? Do you have well, a, any thoughts? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I hoped you might. Um, particularly in John, mm-hmm. Jesus is very regal before Pilate. Okay. And before the Jewish authorities, for that matter, as well. But the 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 literary terminology used in the Gospel of John around the the trial of Jesus is very much political, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. political as in secular, worldly government. Gotcha. Because in John wants to. There's this underlying emphasis within John that the Romans are the reason Jesus is going to die, and that's very mm-hmm. strong in with this conversation, these conversations with Pilate. There's a series of them, and that people who had hoped the Messiah would be the one to overthrow the Romans were misguided. Mm. So okay. this is emphasizing. This helps emphasize what is the kingship of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it is, and this is where Daniel can come in, Revelation can come in as a, as a commentary, in a sense, um, on this passage from John, that it is Jesus as part of the Godhead, as part of the Holy Trinity, who is, in fact, the one who has dominion over all creation, right down to Pilate 2,000 years ago and any political leader you want to name today. Um, not in the sense of having day-to-day control because of human free will, but in the sense of wh- who ultimately triumphs and who mm. ultimately gets to set how existence is. Mm. Interesting. And Jesus um, preparing to overcome death by through resurrection is the ultimate statement of that. Okay, I gotcha. Um... What's the uh, what what's the deal with this question that Jesus asks here? Um, uh, I feel like there's like a a, a, a lot to it. Uh, uh, he comes, Pilate comes in. Uh, this is the second time he comes before Pilate, mm-hmm. uh, if I'm not mistaken. And he goes, "Are you the King of the Jews?" And Jesus asks this, I think, interesting question. Do you ask this on your own, or do the others tell you about me? Um, which is it strikes me as a little odd, does it not? As like, uh, you know, uh, his response isn't to actually answer the question. He goes, he's basically saying like, uh, is that, did you think that on your own or uh, someone feeding you questions over there? <laughs> yeah, it's it's the and it's very much how Jesus responds in the Gospel of John and and to only a slightly lesser degree to the other Gospels, where he seldom actually answers a straight on question that's kind of disrespectful mm. he'll, it's the old thing of he'll he'll answer the question he wants to answer not necessarily the question that is asked gotcha and so this um verse verse 18:34, do you ask this on your own or did others tell you about me is seen as the question for people who are just now encountering god for the first time Mm, okay to this i mean right to this day and it's that ultimate question of life that we still can ask ourselves because in a sense the world's asking this of us 
mm-hmm. as in everyone. Um, and here's Pilate having a face-to-face encounter with God and is simply asking about political, earthly political dynamics. And Jesus is saying, you, you have access to so much more right now, and this is what you're asking? <laughs> So, so this is basically Jesus going, kind of a dumb question, bro. Yeah. <laughs> this is how you want to use your time? <laughs> uh, and, but it, it, it is a great image for people on a spiritual quest today, is that there are lots of voices, human voices out there, written or videos or texts or whatever, um, who say things about what's the meaning of life mm-hmm. and God is offering us an immediate personal experience. So which one should we give priority to mm-hmm. is, is what Jesus is asking. And he's, you know, he's saying, I'm right here. Why, why aren't you talking to me? And that's <laughs> the question. Talk we to all me, get. Not about me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's a, uh, um, it's it's interesting. It, it makes me think of like uh, it, uh, I'm, I'm imagining like uh, uh, God coming before us, uh, um, revealing Himself to humanity, and then we like he, he, we're allowed to ask Him one question, and then we go and ask like the dumbest thing. <laughs> what what's the password on my computer from last year that I right, can't I open for, up? <laughs> I forgot. What stocks should we invest in? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> should okay, britney spears <laughs> be freed of her conservative shit <laughs> right yeah yeah just like uh that not not a good use of time friends <laughs> yeah <laughs> got it interesting um uh and the other dimension of this of of what a how pilot has no idea what's going on is he has pilot has no awareness that this conversation is going to re, be remembered Generation after generation after generation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, if, you know, if he had asked uh, questions of deeper meaning, he would have been helping the whole human race. But instead, yeah. he's just stuck in his own little moment, in his own limited sense of what his power is. Mm-hmm, and so misses mm-hmm. out on this opportunity to change the world for the better. Hmm. Very interesting. Um, let me think here. Uh, what else? Uh, it, one one would also imagine that this that this answer would be uh, uh, almost soothing to um, Pilot uh, because he's like, uh, "Oh, my kingdom's not of this world. Don't don't right. worry about it." Uh, yeah, there are many commentators say this is the, the answer for the Roman authorities who are paging through the Christian documents as they're raiding houses. Uh, okay, I got gotcha. you. Oh, that's right, because this is written by John, and that was yeah. one of uh, uh, John's um, huge concerns was how to keep concerns. his followers from being killed by the Romans. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you say that I am king for this. For this, I was born. For this, I came into the world to testify the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. It is still kind of a, an interesting uh, um, sideways answer. Yeah. 
No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not here for your kingship, but I am here to speak truth to power. <laughs> and then Pilate asks him, "I'm sorry, we don't have this verse, but I understand why." Um, Pilate asks him simply, "What is truth?" Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my favorite um, sermons commentaries I've ever heard on this is, "No, the question is, who is truth?" ah clever i like it yeah yeah i like it um, unfortunately i don't get to use it this sunday <laughs> uh it, it, jesus it, it, jesus response isn't you can't handle the truth yeah sort of yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you want the truth with you can't ju- handle the truth with just as many uniforms in the room <laughs> in that I, i'm gonna be i'm gonna be crazy sacrilegious and be like you want me on that cross you need me on that cross <laughs> Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> the thoughts and opinions expressed on this broadcast are Ben's alone and not that of Holy Family Episcopal Church or the, or the Episcopal Church. Uh, Direct all general. lightning strikes accordingly. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Jack Nicholson is Jesus to. just doesn't cut it for I me. had to. I could see Peter. I could see Jack Nicholson p- playing Peter. Maybe. Maybe. If you toned it down a bit. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, what's his name played Jesus uh, once? Uh, you, are you telling me? I, I, what, what's his, what is his name? I keep wondering, is it, was it Henry Cavill? What's the, who's the guy who played it uh, in Mel Gibson's? Uh, either way, other people have played Jesus. Uh, I'm sure Jack Nicholson uh, would do a fine job. Uh, it would be weird, but it would be fine. <laughs> Fortunately, he, I think he's aged out of the role, so we don't have to learn little, how he would have done it. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Um, so, uh, what what else about this uh, before uh, God strikes me down? Um, <laughs> well, one else? of the interesting things is everyone who the closing verse in this passage for mm-hmm. for Sunday. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. Um, that's almost that pat that verse is almost the Rorschach test for how one sees one's own portion of Christianity because it's been used as an exclusionary verse and mm. it's been used as a inclusionary verse hmm. mm-hmm. that in, and in part the people use it as an exclusionary um, feel they know what the truth is and it and people use it as an inclusionary tend to have a view of the truth being more how it's used throughout the gospel of John, which is Jesus, Mm. God. Mm -hmm. Um, So if someone's hearing God's voice, then they are hearing God's voice. Yeah. You know, regardless of of how their image of the deity is dressed. Hmm. Well, uh, I, I I think I know where I land on that. So uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, so, uh yeah uh, the the idea that I could exclude anybody uh, after uh, some of the things I've even said today uh, <laughs> is laughable. Uh, <laughs> Um, but uh, yes, our, our weekly exercise in humility is this podcast for, <laughs> for both of us. 
Uh, well, uh, let's do it this way. Let, let, let me thank you for putting up with my ridiculousness for three straight years, uh, which is crazy. I both enjoyed it and been inspired by it. So thank you. Oh, you could do so much better. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, but, uh, but yeah, with with that, I think we'll call, uh, an end to this, uh, your podcast for November 21st. Uh, 2021 the reign of christ uh, proper 29 um we didn't say it at the top half of the broadcast but we uh, enjoy in-person church uh, on sunday mornings at 8 and 10 and our 10 o'clock service is also broadcast live on hfec videos uh which is our youtube channel uh please visit our uh, website for all that's going on in the church uh, which is uh, holyfamilyfishers.org uh, and um, uh, and you can all the things going on. You can experience worship on the YouTube videos on demand anytime. Yes. No, I, I take them down. If you're not there. <laughs> Thou art not worthy. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows I'm not. I, I'm way too lazy to actually try to police something like that. That'd be ridiculous. There's um, so little space on the internet. <laughs> right. Yeah. How would we manage? Uh um so uh but uh, but yeah the, uh, this has been a ton of fun i continue to look forward to uh uh the the coming year to see how we have uh, uh how we have grown as podcasters as discussers of yeah. the word uh I'll, I'll be introducing a couple of new uh n- new things uh so we'll we'll have a little bit of fun with that but uh, uh until next week I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And we'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. Bye.